0: Today on the Zabecast, my trip to Lambeau Field was glorious. And while the Packers got a win that felt like a Christmas sweater, oh, that's it, huh? The Redskins get another controversy, should Haskins have been pulled. NFL instant replay on the refs have never been more terrible, but guess what? You ain't going anywhere, and neither am I. And I'll tell you why. All that plus ma, call the ASPCA. Your bonus daily dose of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up. And let's go! Here we go! Monday, December 9th, 2019. Thank you for downloading. And welcome to a Monday that is overloaded with good stuff to talk about. From the National Football League and from college football over the weekend. And there was some stray stuff as well, including the moose fight that will go viral by Monday morning. And the commentary that <laughs> goes with it. It's absolutely classic. So much to talk about. And as you can tell, my voice is a little bit not quite great. Hello, me me ma me ma yabba da boo you are looking live at my hotel room here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where you know I've been for the last several days if you follow me on social media. And by social media, I mean Twitter and Twitter only. I don't do Facebook and I have an Instagram, but I, I don't use it. That's for young kids. That's for thirsty girls with big butts and full lips that want likes and follows and a career doing modeling and stuff like that. Ain't nobody wants to see an old man like me. What a charm life I'm leading. First of all, if you don't know, I don't know why, surely everybody who listens to the Zabe cast knows that I am doing two separate shows in two separate markets. I began doing a full-time three-hour morning show on 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I do it from my home studio in the D.C. area most days, but I do travel now to Milwaukee about once a month, on average, once a, half, a month and a half, and will continue to do so for the foreseeable future, while I continue to do the best I can to make the team 980 an afternoon drive on our station in DC also successful. And when people ask, well, what what are you gonna are you gonna move? What are your plans? Right now, my plans are to do the bu- best I can do on both shows every single day. And I have pretty high standards for what I think is a quality effort, and I feel like I am meeting my high standards. And certainly both my employers feel the same way. It, it took both my bosses in D.C. and the new bosses here with iHeart to agree to a share of me and my time and my efforts, and they both said yes, and they are both happy. No, well, neither one has complained yet, but that – that day could come. Who knows? I, here's the thing about social media, and then I'll get into the meat of all the stuff that happened this weekend and um, the NFL action. Unbelievable day at Lambeau, et cetera, et cetera. Here's the thing: social media is a very inflaming thing. It inflames opinions. It inflames emotions. It pits people against each other. And so, therefore, while you know my my two employers, they d- know that I do work for the other. And they know that I will, uh, you know, the Milwaukee station knows that I live in D.C. And the D.C. station knows that I will travel up here. It's like a marriage in which the couple has agreed, okay, we're going to have this be an open marriage where we each can see other people, but just don't bring it home and don't flaunt it. Well, social media kind of flaunts it. It's, it's a weird dynamic. And so today at, at the Packer game, Josh, my chief of staff, executive producer here, and then content, digital content supervisor, was tasked by his bosses to get video of me running around doing dumb stuff at the whole Lambeau experience. And then he was filming me with his phone during the game. And he didn't like the fact that I was not reacting strongly enough in a positive fashion for Packer plays, good Packer plays. And I'm like, I just, Josh, I have dual citizenship, I believe. Um, I just don't want to inflame people by being like douchebag rooting guy. Yeah. Besides, I actually caught myself a couple of times going, oh, God, shit, when it came to bad redskin plays. And he looked at me like, what are you doing? (laughs) And what was funny is after one one particular sack, uh, after a Haskins sack, Josh yells out, I hope this team stays terrible for 20 more years. And he's pointing. And I, without missing a beat, say, don't worry. And I point and I yell out there. I go, don't worry. That's what we're good at. This is what we do. We're going to suck forever. <laughs> he laughed. But anyway, it was great to be at Lambeau Field. Very lucky. Part of my incredibly charmed life. Thank you to Mike Darrow of the, Dar- the Rust Darrow group. Uh, the automotive dealership that is the title sponsor of my morning show here in Milwaukee. He was an incredible host. I mean, we had, you know, he has a suite at the 45-yard line. And the only reason that he doesn't have a suite at the 50-yard line, I know because I checked this, that suite belongs to one coach, Mike Holmgren. Yeah, he has a suite at Lambeau Field. I don't know if he pays for it or if they just gave it to him. Like, look, for all you did as part of our... Thanks for coaching us to a Super Bowl victory and restoring glory to Green Bay. Here, have a sweet. That's the only reason that we weren't on the 50. We're on the 45. Lambo's incredible. And I'm not going to argue with this with anybody. If you disagree, that's fine. It is, to me, the premier game day experience in the NFL. When I say premier, it doesn't mean that it is way, 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 way better than Pittsburgh or Better than Dallas at Jerry World or better than Kansas City, which I've never been to. I'm not saying it's way, way better. I'm just saying it's the premier experience because of everything the stadium, the amenities, the people, the history, all that goes into it. And of course, you know, if you catch Rodgers in the next couple of years, you're going to see a Hall of Fame legend playing quarterback. Somebody, when I said this, you know, I sent a tweet out. This is where things, this is an example of how social media inflames. I sent a tweet out with a picture of Lambeau just saying this place is incredible. Because I really felt that in the moment. I was, I was really caught up in it looking, going, God, look at this place. And, uh, and I said, you know, Redskin fans, careful. You'll come here and you'll swoon and then you'll get very depressed thinking of the dump that you have to go back to in FedEx Field. An apocalyptic zombie wasteland of total NFL dysfunction. And that got some people on Twitter saying, oh, it's overrated. (laughs) One person even tweeted me, he thought Arizona was better. (laughs) The Cardinals. Somebody's reply to that was great. They said, that's like saying, you know, I've never been to Fiji, but I've been to Orlando and they got a pool there. And I hear they have pools in Fiji also. So I'm going to just say Orlando's better. <laughs> uh, Arizona's not a better game day experience than Lambeau, even on a good day. Driving all the way out to Glendale, I've not actually been in the stadium, but there's no way. Driving out to the middle of nowhere and with a fan, with a, with a franchise that has very little pedigree whatsoever, no mystique, nothing special necessarily. I'm sure it's a nice building. It was just kind of funny. It was laughable. Like, someone actually believed that. That was their real take. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I said to somebody who was in our suite at the time, I go, you know, I really was smitten with Minnesota Stadium. I said, it's it's fantastic. I think it's better than Atlanta because it's got the translucent roof and these big windows on one end. And so the natural light just pours into the stadium, and you're indoors, and I'm like, it's like nothing I've ever seen. It's got a unique shape, like a giant pirate ship. I said, but the problem is it's full of Viking fans, so, you know, it's maybe not that great of an experience. But I'm pumped. See, that's a joke when you're in Packer because, boy, do they hate the Vikings, and, boy, is there a showdown coming. So I'm now 5-0, for the Packers at least, when going to Lambeau Field to attend a game. And yes, while we're on the inflaming portion, portion of uh, social media, I was wearing Packers gear. I know that some people think that it is complete heresy and that, oh, I thought you were a Redskin fan. Oh, is that it? Are you giving up? Again, dual citizenship, I'll root for the home team when these two teams play. When the Packers come back to FedEx Field, I'll go there, maybe. I guess I probably need to. Ugh. I'll go there and I'll wear my Redskins gear, and I'll root for the Redskins. But for the most part, the Redskins are are dead to me. They're fucking dead to me until they fire Bruce Allen. I don't mean reassign him. I don't mean bring in some other football guy and do this big old deck chair shuffle of people to go, aha, ta-da. Oh, no. Until Bruce Allen is gone, not on the payroll, see you later. Whatever happened to Bruce Allen. Until that day, this team, this franchise is dead to me. Fuck them to the moon and back. And when I say them, you know who them is. And only when that day happens, and Snyder better, he better stand in front of a microphone and take questions and face the music, do at least as much as David Tepper did with the Carolina Panthers, But until the day Bruce Allen is given a box and told, get your shit and get out, dead to me. That's my stance. I'll still cover the team. I'll still comment on the team. And I will try to comment and cover the team as fairly as possible from a media perspective. But they're dead to me. I've had it, as have many other people. Speaking of that, the Trent Williams story came out late Friday. I didn't get a chance to comment on it here on the Cast. I may not today, but I might save it for tomorrow. It'll keep. So anyway, only until that day. And it's not like when that day comes that I'm like, okay, everything's great again. Oh, no. That's the first day me and the Redskins with Dan Snyder and whoever his new regime is, that's the first day we go to counseling together and we can start – the long process of rebuilding some trust and rebuilding the relationship—that's day one of counseling. But until then, no, fuck them. So yeah, I wore Packer gear. Uh, it's nice to wear gear of a, of a football franchise you're not embarrassed by and that you know you root for. I would say the Packer win twenty to fifteen. Your final, not a cover. I thought they would early on. Sure enough, looked like fourteen nothing. It's off to the races, right? kind of like last week against Carolina, but they they dug in. They sort of found it. Packers, I would say this would be a disappointing victory because Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he's not what he once was, but watching the game in person from high above, ain't nobody getting open. Nobody is winning routes for the most part. The Packers had a, They had blocked up a number of plays perfectly, Plenty of time for Rodgers. Nobody's separating. Nobody's winning early in their routes. Nobody is winning late in their routes. It is a meh minus group of wideouts. Plus Devontae Adams, who is mostly quiet in this game. It's a disappointing win, but there is no such thing as a disappointing win in the NFL because they're just wins. You bag them, you you bat them over the head, you put them in a bag, you say, how many do we got, and you have yourself a season. But it just felt like, especially with how well they were running the football, thank you, Aaron Jones, on my guillotine league for all the whiskey fantasy team. Massive day, fantastic. With as well as they were running it, they should have had play-action shots all day long. They should have ripped the skins limb from limb, and yet they didn't. So it's a win. Uh, Bears come to town. They will be dangerous. It is Chicago week up here, and... uh, this is a huge game, and then the Vikings game uh, at the end of the season is a huge game as well. And it's good to be 10-3, and three, no question, but I, I don't think anyone was totally satisfied. Meanwhile, for the Redskins, there's the Dwayne Haskins issue. I didn't really see this as much as I was in the suite and I was talking to people and I was watching some on TV and I was walking around, seeing some of the amenities. Um, I didn't really see how badly he was hopping around and limping like you did on TV. I just started to see my Twitter timeline blow up. You know, the good part of Twitter where you can get good information, good Intel in real time. And man, a lot of people were saying, this is ridiculous. Get him out of the game. Of course, after the game, Bill Callahan said he was cleared by the medical staff to go back in and that it was only an ankle injury, not a knee injury. So, oh, okay, well, that's fine then. Because, you know, no quarterback has ever been hobbled or had to stay out of a game or games, plural, with a high ankle sprain. God, can we just – am I yelling right now? I'm losing my voice, right? Any dumb motherfucker, if I can say that on my own podcast, who wants to argue, oh, it was just an ankle, not a knee – I want to slap you. Hey, dumb fuck. Ankles are also difficult joints. They're not as problematic long-term as a knee, but you don't want to get your quarterback, who's the future, all jacked up and seriously injured. You got to think a little bit you know, stronger about this. Of course, after the game, Callahan said, I had no doubt I'd leave him in there. Haskins, same thing. I was not leaving the game. Toughness. Several reporters noted how all the players in the locker room really respected Haskins. That's a win for the culture, right? Yeah. Going to be a new coach, maybe a new GM. Half the players are gone next year. Do you think that moment is going to matter two shits come August of next summer? No. But a serious ankle injury? Yeah. Yeah. That could matter next August, especially if he's on an eight-month eight recovery timeline for it, which probably is long for an ankle. I understand that, but still. So, yeah, ankle injury not, not playing very well yesterday. Uh, final numbers, 16 to 27, 170 yards, touchdown and a pick. The touchdown to McLaurin was a spectacular catch and a very poorly thrown ball. It makes me love McLaurin even more. And it just reminds me that Haskins is still at this point in his very early stages, not very accurate. 16-27, to 27, a buck seventy-one and one. Eh, not terrible, right? Well, here we go with the game that's going to piss some people off, but I'm going to play it anyway. By the way, we did leave early. Always leave early. By the time we left, the Packers had just about... Gone up by their final score of 20 to 9. So it's a 11 point game with two minutes and 34 seconds left to go. The Packers predictably go into a deep prevent defense to the point where when I finally got to the car and turned on the radio, actually, here, can I, a little sidebar story? I know I'm all over here, but let me just get this in. This fucking league. Can I just say that? This league is amazing. So we're dashing out of the stadium at eight minutes to go. Always leave early. Going to be traffic. Great. Got a two-hour ride or thereabouts plus down to, you know, Milwaukee. It's going to be a long day. I want to watch some of the afternoon football and watch, uh, you know, highlight shows, et etc. Cetera, et cetera. As I'm walking out of the stadium, I fire up my Sunday ticket app. You know, the Sunday ticket, that thing I pay, oh, I don't know, $350 a year for? Stream all the games. Of course, I look on my app and it says the Redskin Packer game was blacked out. Why? Because broadcast games, over the air games, they're blacked out from the Sunday ticket because you have to watch on your local channels. Well, The Smarty Pants app didn't somehow know or see or care that my GPS position was in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and therefore I wasn't in the fucking market. I couldn't see it over the air. Okay. Although maybe it was also doing that because, oh, okay. Maybe it knew that it didn't matter. That either way, I live in D.C., and also the Packer game is over the air. That could have been it. So I say, okay, let me go to the red zone, and maybe Andrew Siciliano will pop in on the red zone as the game is getting close down to the end. The red zone channel pops up a screen that says, we detect that you are close to an NFL stadium on game day. Therefore, streaming is not available at this time. Fuck you, Roger Goodell, to the moon and back. $350 for that. Holy shit. Okay, so we go. Let's go get some play-by-play radio. How do we do it on my phone? First thing I do is I go to NFL.com, which I should have gone to Game Pass, which I pay for as well. Probably would have had the play-by-play. I didn't think about it. But then I went to the Redskins app. I'm like, oh, the Redskins app. I know this. First of all, I go to our our, our station, the flagship station of the team. Team 980, go to our app that streams our station. And, of course, it's not streaming the game. We don't have streaming rights. We just get to broadcast it. Okay, great. And then I go to the Redskins app because I know that the Redskins app itself gives you the play-by-play of the game. And that app is not working. Figures. Why would it? Click out of that. I went to the Packers app, thankfully, fired it up, and I got to hear you know Wayne Larravee. And uh, Larry McCarran. really good broadcast team. I, I think they are. And first thing I hear is I'm um, striding towards the car. By the way, walked 5.36 miles today around Lambeau Field, various tailgates, drinking, eating, cutting around. What, you want a cookie? Yeah, I do, actually. Funny, <laughs> my watch gave me a notification. It's like, wow, looks like you're working out. Do you want to record this outdoor walk? Josh was saying, Yeah, my eye my eye watch said, Wow, it looks like you're working out. Did somebody steal this? Are you running from the police? What's wrong with you? You're working out. You don't work out. So I'm striding to the car and I hear, you know, the Packer play by play team belly aching about the prevent defense, which now finally brings him to my point. Here we go. Haskins 16 to 27 for a buck seventy, right? One over one. What was he with two minutes and 34 seconds left, down 11, with the Packers essentially saying, you know what, the game's basically over. Prior to that, Haskins was 10 for 25 for 96 yards, no touchdowns, and an INT. I'm sorry, that's not good. And if you say, but that's with a bad ankle, I say, well, then why the fuck was he in the game? You are what your record says you are, and to a large extent, you can't run from your stats just based on, well, I was hurt, or, well, we don't have any good receivers. 10 for 25 for 96 yards. No touchdowns, one INT. Well, that's not fair. You can't just chop off garbage time. Well, yeah, I can. And if you go to other quarterbacking performances around the league, you can chop off what you think is garbage time. And I'm telling you, it's going to look better than 10 for 25 for 96 yards. He got to 16 for 27 by completing six short passes, one of which was the miracle catch by McLaurin in the end zone, which should have been an incomplete. And he had one spike and one incomplete. All of them in the box score said short pass, short pass, short pass, short pass. I'm sorry. Haskins right now is not good. I'm not saying he sucks or he'll never be good. I'm just telling you, call it what it is. When the card gets flipped, call it by what it is. He's not good right now. 10 for 25, 96 yards, with the game essentially over at 20 to 9. Prevent defense. Six flips and a touchdown catch that should not have been. Look at the real numbers. Now, Again, I'm not saying that he should be benched necessarily. He should play. But if he's hurt, that's a whole different conversation. And if he's at risk of getting further injured, that's a whole different conversation. And we'll talk about that a hell of a lot more on my afternoon show on Monday, which I'll do right here from this broadcast position in my hotel room, which actually is pretty good in terms of acoustics. What do you think? Sounds okay? All right. Other charmed life up here. Thank you to the Admirals uh, and the – chance to run the penalty box on Friday night it was an absolute hoot I got a authentic replica jersey with my name and my favorite number 11 on the back the double french fries John Greenberg the team president and uh Harris Turer, the owner of the team couldn't have been nicer to me it was a lot of fun that there was a ton of fights in the first you know period I put that out on uh, my Twitter feed if you want to see the video of it. Kudos to Josh for putting it together. Saturday morning, thank you to X-Golf in Brookfield. Sean DeMaine, Luke Larson, uh, the owners of X-Golf, hosted me and three other foursomes, and we played for two and a half hours. Pebble Beach on the simulator. It was glorious. And, of course, my Q&A with Coach Budenholzer on Thursday night was also really cool. And, uh, again, I'm leading a charmed life, and I thank you guys for indulging me in it. And I hope you know that I do appreciate my own life. Okay, I'm putting down pieces of paper here as I've talked about. I'm very disorganized in all things I want to talk about. Okay, I got back to the hotel and I saw the end of the Patriots game. And, of course, I laughed. I laughed my Robert De Niro laugh with the cigar feet up in the movie theater. My cackling laugh like in the movie Cape Fear. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. Robert De Niro cigar movie scene, Cape Fear, where he's just sitting there laughing maniacally. <laughs> I just tweeted, "Ha ha, replay, working great." There was replay fiascos aplenty in the Chiefs game because Chiefs Patriots game because uh, Jerome Boger and his crew suck. What, what is the league thinking? When I saw that assignment last week, I was like, "Really, ladies man." For Patriots and Chiefs, you couldn't have given them Chargers-Jaguars, could you? I don't understand it. It's almost like they have a different grading system or they watch different games. Fans know which crews and which crew chiefs have the best ability to call a game decently. And, of course, they fucked a bunch of things up. And uh, they challenged a play, uh, Belichick did, that he lost on. which He challenged two things, which is funny. Replay. It was never envisioned to go. Hey, that was an illegal screen by Kelsey. And by the way, Tyreek Hill didn't get the line to game, so gain. So check both of those while you're under the hood. Okay, because both were close, and the Kelsey bump was eh, maybe incidental. Uh, Alberto Riveron in New York said, nah, just let him stand," and they come back and so they lose the challenge. Then they've got a cha- they've got a challenge of Kelsey fumble that was whistled dead, which should not have. Although some that say, well, that's a possible touchdown. No, uh, they were they were going to tackle uh, whoever it was that recovered it, and they ended up you know driving down, almost getting a touchdown, but because Nikhil Harry's foot was ruled out of bounds when he dove for the pylon, and they ruled it out of bounds, not a touchdown. Well, there was no challenges left, and so the Patriots got fucked for once in their life, and. Bill Belichick had no challenge to use, and therefore, they had to settle for a field goal. Womp, womp, womp. And when I bring this up on Monday afternoon, Scotland's going to go, replay didn't fail, get better people. Jerome Boger's a joke. They need to do this to the system. Add this, do that. Another challenge, more things, more layers. Committee of people to review PI, and on, and on, and on. Oh, and then, of course, they, they missed a terrible uh, DPI. DPI on uh, uh, not, uh, uh, not Bashaud Breeland, who made the elegant play, the poke away to save the game, former Redskin, uh, but the former slot corner uh, that we gave up in the Alex Smith trade. Blatant P.I. No call. All the Kings men, all the Kings VCRs couldn't fix it. Replay is the fucking worst. Uh, got a text from my man Cowboy Mike talking about this, and this is the point I'm going to make about it, and then I'm going to move on. But this was his text to me. He said, let's see, let's see, let's see. Hold on. Scrolling down. Yep, here we go. I've pretty much given up on the NFL, said Cowboy Mike, but flipped on the Patriots game. Kelsey fumbles, but refs blow the call, so Patriots have to challenge. Then Patriots score a touchdown, but refs blow the call, costing them four points. Then Chiefs drive, drive ended on a terrible phantom OPI call. The NFL is unwatchable. No, it's not unwatchable. And I don't believe Cowboy Mike when he said, I flipped on the game. He was watching the game. You people that say, I don't watch, I haven't watched since, it's unwatchable, no. It's still the greatest show on television in sports because of George fucking Kittle and plays like the one he made to win the game for the Niners. The game between the Niners and the Saints. The game of the year. And I'm kind of pissed that I missed it, but I can't wait to watch it in condensed form in the cut-up on my NFL Game Pass. That is why we watch. It's such a spectacular product. It's just unfortunate that the NFL has tainted it with things that drive us crazy. But to see George Kittle with under a minute to go, catch a pass, turn up field, bowl his way into a defender, the defender is hanging on his face mask like a guy in the NBA hanging on the rim and he just keeps going forward. Oh my God. Pump it right into my veins. Incredible. Are you not entertained? I am entertained, of course. We're all entertained by that. So we put up with the bullshit and the PI calls and replay. It's like Wild Bill Hickok put up with That guy running his mouth who ended up killing him, he said, I will take it to play poker. We will take it to watch the NFL because it's still spectacular. It's unfortunate, but it is spectacular. Okay, Uh, what do I have left here in my dwindling time? Let's just go to the Twitter feed here. I've liked a bunch of things, so that should show up. Uh, And I've got this moose fight. I should just get to the moose fight. We're in about 30 minutes. 30 minutes is enough. This is a supplement to all the other broadcasting I do. It's not always the most organized. Oh, stat of the day, Redskins have not scored 30 points now in 26 consecutive games. Not good. It's a year and a half. Year and a half. Oh, yeah, this audio. Holy shit. The Browns are always going to be the Browns. When they win, they still lose. They beat the Bengals. And... Baker Mayfield decides now is a good time to get his doctor's degree, to get his medical degree, get his training degree, and throw the Browns' training staff under the bus regarding Odell Beckham Jr., who I guess it was revealed or a report came out that he's got a hernia that limits him. Here's what old Baker had to say. Dr. Mayfield, scrub in, please. He's considering having sports hernia surgery after the season. Can you tell how much that's bothered him? affected
1: him on the field? Yeah, I'd say that, you know, it wasn't handled right. Uh, He's not able to run as well as he should be able to, uh, as well as he knows, and that's frustrating for him. Uh, You can sense that's some of his frustration, where that comes from. So uh, it wasn't handled the right way in our training room. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. And so his not 100% is still good enough for us.
2: What do you mean, what
0: was Hold on. It wasn't handled the right way, but it's not 100% is still good enough for us. What the fuck is he talking about? And he's got that three-day-old growth. He's got his wet hair just splashed over his head, a stupid brown jacket. What a what a fucking tool this guy's turning out to be.
1: Um, I think he could have been addressed earlier on. Yeah, I think looking back on, obviously, hindsight's 2020, 20, but but... Um, yeah, he probably...
0: Hindsight's twenty twenty, and you're not a fucking trainer, and you didn't see his charts, and you weren't in the
1: training room with him. Jesus. We would have missed first two, uh, one or two, uh, you know, just based on the fact that it was during training camp, but it is what it is. We're, we're here right now. Uh, it's too... <sighs>
0: it is what it is. Of course, it wasn't long before Baker Mayfield walked back those comments. I'm going to end on this moose highlight. I know you're like, what? Moose highlight? This is the moose video that's going to go viral. And I am frustrated in that. You know, when you like things on Twitter, you would think that the thing that you liked last in terms of your chronology would show up conveniently at the top of your timeline. But that's not necessarily the case. By the way, guess who the Patriots Cincinnati. play next We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> That's who the Patriots play next week. That's so fantastic, especially after a bad loss. Here's good audio of uh, a, a a Patriot fan who writes down the scores in Sharpie on his calendar, on his fridge, and this was midway through the game against the Chiefs.
1: Well, usually what I do is I wait till the game's over before I write something up on here. You can see Bravo. I get all the Ws. The loss to the Ravens, the loss to the Texans. Right now, the way the Patriots are playing, 42 year old Tommy Brady cannot drive down the field. He got a couple of pass interference calls and a flea flicker, and that's all they got the whole time. Sony Michelle, the experiment is over. Get rid of him. Let's get a new running back. Let's change things around. I'm putting the L up here already because it's a loss to Kansas City. There it is, and it's a shoppy. Over. The- <laughs>
0: it's a shoppy. It's a shoppy. <laughs> That's a Sharpie in boston ease. Oh, come on. Where did you go, moose fight? So I guess the way it works is, all right, here it is. Here it is. This is the content you came here for, and we'll end it on this today. Somewhere where moose roam two fully grown giant-as-fuck moose that's the only size they come in. Giant as fuck. Eight to nine to ten feet tall. Massive antlers. Two thousand pounds probably. Two moose decide it's go time in some suburban driveway. And the guy catching it on video was exactly right in describing the action. Here we go. Holy fucking shit.
2: ma! Ma, come outside. There's a fucking moose or a buffalo or some shit. They're fighting. Where the fuck are you going? Ma! Holy shit. This is some fucking National Geographic shit. Ma, call a fucking cop for the ASPCA.
0: There's animals fighting in the front lawn. Oh shit. I am usually suspect of these type videos thinking it could have been dubbed over. But it sounds like this guy's voice is echoing off of the house in front of him. It sound the the car driving by that got in the shot briefly, where he's like, where the fuck are you going? It's it sounds real. I think we're gonna get some investigating on this. Where this is from, what's going on? For this guy to have the presence of mind to say call the cops or the ASPCA. Two moose fighting. And what a fight it was. Oh, one of the moose just tipped one of the other ones over and knocked him down on the pavement.' They're, they're grappling for 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 leverage on the hard pavement in someone's driveway, right in front of their Subaru. Incredible. All right, 35 minutes straight. no breaks. Nothing. Just winging it. Yeah, it sounded like it. Totally disorganized. So I guess you're not going to talk about the college football playoff. Nope, not today. The four teams that should be in are in. What more do you want? The seating, I got no problem with it. Two versus three doesn't matter, and no, Ohio State shouldn't have been number one. LSU's number one. Suck on it and like it. I'm excited. Should be a sharp Final Four. Yay, college football. That'll do it for me today. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you next time on the Zabecast. Tell a couple friends, rate and review. It helps with the algorithm, and we will see you next time. for three. Might be in the top three top three might possibly
1: But when we when I got fired out of there, I could tell that they wanted to make Robert a dropback quarterback. He's not a drop-back quarterback. It takes time. He just thought the transition was going to be very easy, and it's not very easy, especially when he never ran that type of offense in college. So Ooh, narrowed your choices down to five unthinkable options. Bob Ryan,
0: with your uh, look at what could be quite quite a storm. Meanwhile, we've got clear skies tonight. The main thing tonight is how cold it will be. But look at what's going on in the atmosphere. One of the things that I'm looking at is what's called the European Ensemble. And this is the uh, one model that really did a nice job tracking what then was Hurricane Sandy. So let's step through.
1: All right, we watched Tiger Woods 2nd at the 7th and that one's headed left as well Would it. Get to the fairway didn't make I it believe so. That's like a tightrope cable right behind him there. It looks a little close. Oh, that was close, so he hit it right into the mound, caught some of the grass. Well, we can see a lot of the ball, but there's a lot of long grass right in front of it. And that's only advanced about. 50-60 yards. Oh, no. just not quite enough. You know what's interesting about Tiger. I mean he
2: doesn't. He just doesn't let you in to know what's going on and
1: we're left to speculate tonight drove it and troubled again Tiger with the ball well above his feet. Oh, madness! barely got off the ground. Well, nope. Back at 9. The struggle continues for Tigers third. It's not
2: the power fade, oh, it's side. kind of a. I don't
0: think the off when the day started, you'd be surprised to see Nicholson 76. Out, 79.
1: swing a little bit And that's not pretty either. It's getting better. Tiger looks like he's got jet lag to me, David. Here's Tiger on the T13. He just gives me the feeling like, like he's playing golf with his last ball, the way he's swinging. So soft.
2: slightly transform just a bit of a break from the norm just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control it's cool to dance but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance give me a soft
1: (laughs) so Hello again, and welcome to American Top 40. My name's Casey Kasem, and we're back to our weekly
2: countdown of the most popular songs in the land. Our rankings come straight off the official Billboard survey of record stores and radio stations across the U.S.A. Left town for a work trip early one morning. I should have prepped and listened to all of her warnings. Just me and my little boy wife's on her way to Montreal. I'm on a train in a mall. My friend sent pictures from last night cigars and keystones couldn't respond son was playing on my cell phone i chased him around then he locked himself in a bathroom stall i'm on a train in a mall feed him pizza or happy meal push him around on his big wheel watching every children's movie over and over again crying when he can't have kids screaming so demanding changing diapers way too often gonna need a couple more I be pro fun we play all day but he's not tired i gave him sweets put it back fired She planned this trip so long ago back in November. Why would she think I'd make plans or even.
0: Gambling remember? on football, you say? And well, you well, well. It, if you've done it before, you want ball. to get back into it, or you just want that's another place I'm to reliably it, play. Where you know when you win, win, you're going to get paid. Because remember, that's the whole deal. Winning is and nice, getting paid even nicer. Thank you, Mr. for the comment. Bottom line is this my booking. MyBookie. is with us now for two seasons. They are a solid book; they pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways to play games, an excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know, there have been a small number of hiccups along the way, and people have emailed me directly and said, "Hey, I had a problem with my bookie." I send one email, boom. Off to my rep at MyBookie, and the problem is fixed. MyBookie.ag. Now listen, you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big? Try some parlays. They're kind of hard to hit, but they're fun to play, right? Join now, and MyBookie will double your first that's mybookie.ag. Okay. One of the best in the business. It's where I play. It's we where I recommend I I I well, you have an account as well because you could never have two. And right I now, joining MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code Zane, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, They're Echo to activate train the train offer. That's promo code Zane. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid.
2: Screaming, so demanding Changing diapers way too often Gonna need a couple more, I'll be profan. We play all day But he's not tired I gave him sweets But it backfired I'm out of ideas Got nothing at all That's why I'm here I'm on a train in a mall I'm on a train in a mall. Later in my pass out. The percentage is small. I'm on a train in a
1: to this amazing World Series victory. And he
0: struck him out! That's it! Good night! (laughs) Woo! I got to call my parents right now. Mom and dad, what are you doing? Let's see, do I remember their phone number? I should call the home phone, right? There we go. All right, on the mean streets of McLean, Virginia. Let's see what they're doing right now.
2: Uh, oh my God! <laughs> oh,
0: oh, what a game! Oh God! Game so <laughs> <laughs> How about that, mom and dad? Huh? Oh, oh my God!
2: That's great. In
1: your life. Never Mom. Ever. with this bright
0: sunlight i have to have uh the shutter speed up to 13200, which is way too high to shoot at full aperture of 1.4 to get that creamy
1: what's so special about hero bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs 5 to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving